Hey everybody, it's Jeff Peterson, and this is Fueling the Tank. And my guest today is Frank Kitchen, and some might might call him the mindset master chef, if you will. He uh, does a lot of uh, speaking, a lot of coaching, a lot of mentoring, and he's somebody that I've gotten a chance to meet and get to know through the years, uh, through actually, you know, him sharing his story uh, with my BizTank nonprofit program, and and uh, I wanted to kind of bring him on to Fueling the Tank to learn a little bit more about his his own personal journey, how he got to where he is right now, and 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 how that turned into, you know, kind of helping guide others in a career path of speaking, public speaking, and and just kind of growing into themselves and and kind of getting a, a handle on their own personal view of what they want to be when they grow up type of a thing and how they want to share their own careers. So Frank Kitchen, welcome to Fueling the Tank. Hey, hey Jeff, great to be back. Thank you for uh, having me here. I'm great. I, I am great, but it's like, I'm just ready to have a good conversation with you today. 100%. So, you know, I want to kind of bring this all the way back because what Fueling the Tank actually is, is as a podcast is, you know, we, you know, so many people take so much time representing themselves in the now. And I, I do think, you know, we, we don't know a lot of who these people are. And, you know, I think Frank Kitchen is out there, you know, presenting, presenting yourself in the way that you're presenting yourself and, and doing the things that you do. But I think there's a, a lot of backstory that, that makes you who you are and is going to make you more successful in, in the way people look at you and understand you and connect to you. Uh, and that's what I want Feeling the Tank to be. I want it, it to be a platform for kind of just getting to know people on a more personal side, uh, which which kind of leads. I think when we do that, I think that leads to a lot of more a lot more powerful things that we do together in the future. So so let's get right to who the hell is Frank Kitchen? And uh, <laughs> you know, number one, best name ever. You know, I mean, yep. the, the, I mean, have you when you were growing up? Did you like the last name Kitchen, or did you just get all kinds of grief from from the? Kids? Oh, it was it was all <laughs> kinds of grief, and you're talking about you know the the idea and the theme of your podcast. So I was thinking about at a group I was keynoting with yesterday, and when I end my speeches, I'll say, "Hey, you know what? My name is Frank Cornelius Kitchen." So if Kitchen isn't bad enough, my middle name throw in Cornelius. Also. I love yeah. That. So Cornelius, and for everybody listening, my initials are even worse. They're they're F C K. So yeah, I, I'm missing, I'm missing a letter. And I'd like to I'm buy like, a vowel, so, Frank. Yeah, I'd like to buy a vowel. All I need is you. And, and the funny thing was, growing up, I told people, yeah, I, I got all sorts of issues because I was called living room, dining room, bathroom. People like look at your initials. You know, someone's like, you know, you're, you're, my mom was one of those catalog moms, so she bought clothes for me and school supplies, but she'd have my initials put on there because that was a little box on how to personalize it to make right. it special. Right. So I, you know, I'll jump on stage thanks, and stuff. Thanks like, a lot, mom. Yeah, thanks a lot, mom. Like, I was like, I thought my mom was evil. But the, the funny thing is about what you're saying with your podcast here is I went to talk to my mom and I go, hey, mom, you know, what's up with this name? And she goes, you know what? I want to let you know who you are, where you come from and where you can go. Yep. So when I broke down that piece, start to look at, I'm like, oh, I'm named after my father who served in the military. Named after my grandfather who served in the military. I'm named after the most famous room in the house. Everybody's got a room named after me. That's the room that brings everybody together. Right. And then the funny piece was, you asked who I am. My initials, those crazy initials are, my business is Frank Kitchen Enterprises, and I work as a fundraiser, a coach, and a keynote speaker. So my mom actually knew what she was doing that by is, giving me that name. So it's funny how it all ties in and works together. 
For, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting um, part of who we all personally are because I think we've all gone through different times in our life that we didn't know exactly what we wanted to be, didn't know where we were going, and there was aspects of who we were that we don't didn't like. You know, I've I've had different people say, "Oh my gosh, I don't want to go on a podcast. I don't like the way my voice sounds," and then I've had other people say, "Oh my god, I'm scared to death of." Uh, being in front of people. So I'd, I'd never want to get into sales. I've got kids that are like, you know, just feeling as though they don't belong. They don't, they're not smart enough to go to college. So I don't think I can do it. We have so many things that we've gone through our entire lives of, you know, the ups and downs, the internal struggles. But I, I think it's, it's amazing when all of a sudden it clicks and FCK, Frank Cornelius Kitchen, all of a sudden becomes how you identify and how you've grown into all those things that you might not have liked about yourself that all of a sudden, you know what, I am who I am and I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be me. I'm going to own it. And then when you get that ownership feeling, it's when you start to become who you truly are and, and be able to share it. Oh, it is. I mean, once I took quote ownership of my kitchen name, I mean, it's amazing all the things that have, you know, sprouted from it. You know, I ran away from it for years. My mom got remarried and I was like, oh, maybe I'll let him adopt me and I'll change my name because I was getting picked on. But now, as you said, and everyone goes, oh, my God, I can remember you. I mean, I, I literally go to conferences and events right. and people are walking around going, kitchen, kitchen, kitchen. So it's like, I guess what? People remember me. I mean, it's something that's good. It really, it really is. I mean, Jeff Peterson is like, you can't go on and buy jeffpeterson.com. You've got a, you've got a, a shot at getting frankkitchen.com. I mean, there is a uniqueness about all of us that, you know, we need to start adapting and, and taking, taking it more personal and caring more about who we are as an individual earlier on in our lives. And, and I, it's such a struggle. And I want people to start to understand the uniqueness of, of each one of us is really what is going to take us to places in our lives. Exactly. I mean, you're a business owner and you understand this, like the idea of business is not to blend in with the crowd, but to stand out. Yeah. And when you really study, yeah, when you study history, the people who stood out and were different or unique or special are the ones that we remember. Right. So if you're, it's your name, a certain skill, a hobby, a passion, a dream, a purpose that you have, and it's uniquely yours, take ownership in it and, and run with it. We don't have to be like everybody else. We have to right. be the best version of ourselves. I love that. So when you were, when you were growing up, what like, and, and you were kind of trying to figure out like what you wanted to do or, or you just yeah. felt you started to go a direction. What was that, that you, what direction were you going as far as, uh, like, I want to get a job at a sporting goods store because <laughs> I love sports. Yeah. Like, what were you thinking back when you first kind of started? Well, I think you and I are in that same age group where we, we grew up the parents that went, they want us to be a doctor, a lawyer, go to school, get a job. And it's funny that you said about, you know, the sports thing I actually did work for Dick's Sporting Goods for several years. But uh, when I was going up and like today is, you know, what's the day? It's October 20 or October 13th when we're recording this. And like you've got William Shatner going up, you know, with Bezos today in the space. Right. So I was like, I was like a lot of the kids, you know, oh, maybe I'll be an astronaut. That seemed pretty cool because we had astronauts. So, hey, I want to be a professional athlete. You know, I was thinking about that. Or, hey, I'll go get a job. Don't know what it'll be. I'll just get a job. So I really didn't have much focus and because i grew up in a military family we we're moving every three to four years so i was a military brat so yep. just moving around is just kind of like okay i hope i can make some friends that was the the big goal early in life do you think that challenge of feeling like you needed to make friends wherever you went which is what 
everybody thinks of. Some people shy away from it and say, I'm just going to play video games. I don't know anybody. And they just kind of clam up and they just do their own thing. Maybe become a great student. Maybe they read a lot of books, whatever. But so many people don't do the, I'm here. I've got to go out and make new friends because I'm not going to sit here and not have friends, even though I move around a lot. Do you think that experience alone turns you into somebody that is more comfortable going out and presenting to people? Definitely. I mean, so when I grew up, you know, I was at the beginning, like we really didn't have video games. I came in like later in life. So I didn't grow up in the video game era. It was a case where it was all relationships. Go outside, stay outside till the streetlights come on. That was, yeah, that was right. my generation. Right. Get, into, get out of your school clothes, get into your play clothes. Don't, don't put a hole in the knee. So the, the big thing was to truly get the experience out of life was to have friends and connections. And once again, as I was younger, moving constantly, making good friends with Jeff. And then all of a sudden I got to move away and then I lose Jeff. There's no Facebook, social media, unless Jeff happens to write me, then guess what? I've lost that connection right. with you. And I got to start that all over again. So early on was trying to meet friends. And then later on, I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be more introverted to myself because why make a connection? Because I'm going to lose it. Right. But now as I've gotten older and I've worked in businesses and groups, I realized that was actually a strength for me. I've got the ability to connect with people because I've lived in so many different places. I've had to be able to been exposed to different cultures and religions and faiths and backgrounds and countries. People are like, wow, Frank, you can pretty much walk into any room and talk to anybody. So what I thought was, quote, a factor was going to hold me back when I was younger, right. realized is a strength now as an adult. And I think so many, you know, I've had this conversation and I've made this statement um, during the, the whole pandemic side where uh, students were complaining about their experience because now they had to take school remotely and they weren't getting the same education level. They weren't getting this experience and that exposure and all of that. And I, I sit back and I go, when we talk to those kids that went through that years from now, there's going to be the kids that went through it and just complained their way all the way through it and didn't like turn it into something that's going to strengthen them in the future. But then there's going to be a group of those kids that said, Hey, remote learning is a thing. Remote jobs because of this is going to be a thing. So I'm actually getting more experience now for my future career that might allow me to live anywhere in the country and work for a company because I strengthened my remote skills and got comfortable in front of the camera in a video situation. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not even kids, it's adults. I mean, there are adults who are going, oh my God, the world is over. I mean, I can be honest. My business last year when March came around, March 2020, literally lost all my work in two days. Yeah. I mean, my job was to be on stages in front of people. Right. And then all of a sudden it sh shut down. And for me, because last name Kitchen, so I put Kitchen Spins on everything. I share with people like when you're truly hungry for something, like these kids you're talking about, when you're hungry for something, a burnt meal doesn't stop you from being hungry. So think about it. Right. We've all had something we've craved for, we desire, and we start making up and then it just doesn't go out the way we want. That doesn't stop us. That's where half the world went last year. It's over. I can't do it. But then the right. people who've succeeded during this time, of which I'll explain, this has been the best year of business ever for me. And people are like, wait, right. but it's during the pandemic. I'm like, well, hey, um, I've had worse things in my life happen. I'm just going to have to go figure this out. And to be honest, COVID thinned out the, the people who were, quote, the fakers. Yeah, people who truly believed about their businesses or their companies or their dream or their passion kept going. The people who were just in it for other reasons, they all jumped ship. So what happened was it cleared the competition, it leveled the playing field. And for, like you said, those kids who said, hey, let's figure it out. It's like, let's go jump into this and figure it out. So that's what we have to look at for everything. Everything is a challenge. 
you know, it's it's a game. We love to play games and do different activities. As I said, my last name is Kitchen. So people are saying, what are you cooking up? Even for people who can't cook, when they're hungry for something, they will pull out their phone, look up Google and jump into the kitchen and try cooking. They've never cooked before and they burn, you know, frying pans, but they'll try it. Right. And guess what? They're they're growing. But the people mentally who hold themselves back and use, you talked about it earlier, they allow their mental beliefs or mental barriers to become physical barriers. They are holding themselves back. So we right. have to release those mental barriers first. Did you ever think about being a chef? I mean, is that the yes. most often, is that, is <laughs> yes. that the question? Like everybody asks you, so oh, I'm yeah. being, so, yeah. So I, I feel yeah. like I'm just, I'm just one of the billions of people that have asked that, but did you ever think that, about that? I, yeah. My company's Frank Kitchen Enterprises. So when I started the checking account going, it's like, oh, do you own a restaurant? Are you a chef? Are you a cook? Uh, when I was in high school, I, I went in and I did three years of culinary in high school. And the first day I go into my home ec teacher and she goes, what's your name? And I had shown up to school like two weeks late. We just moved into town. So we were late for yep. school starting. Right. I go, Frank Kitchen. She goes, no, tell me your name. I was like, Frank Kitchen. She goes, no, give me your real name. I was like, it's Frank Kitchen. She goes, okay, you, you've got one last chance because I'm in this class. I realize <laughs> you, got the, you got the football players. You got the basketball yeah, players. Right. You got all the athletes. And you know how they are. They're, they're causing jokes all the time. Right. So she goes, you get, you got one last chance or you're going to detention. And I'm like, looking at the deal. And she goes, oh, your name is Kitchen. It's like, welcome to class, Mr. Kitchen. I mean, so <laughs> Mr. So Kitchen, I love that. Mr. Kitchen, yeah, it sounds like a late night infomercial. <laughs> right, but, it does. But yeah, so I, I took that in school. And at the end of, you know, doing that piece in school, my, you know, instructor, she talked to my mom and parents like, hey, I think you should consider culinary school. So I didn't go in that direction. Just, you know, I love cooking. I still do. But it just wasn't, you know. I'm like, uh, that, that's too obvious. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, you, you, you know, you know, spent so much of your younger room. years, like shying away from the name and the brand of kitchen. Yeah. So it's probably, you know, if your last name was Smith, you might've become a chef. <laughs> yeah. I might've become a chef. I mean, it, it's funny years later, I went to go work for a company as in charge of their customer service. We did it, but as a progressive uh, dining tour where we take people to restaurants and cooking and I would call up a customer service or take people out on these tours all around the country and they go, wait, your name is Kitchen and you're taking us on these food tours. That is awesome. Right. And that's where I'm starting going. Like, like you said, why am I running away from this? I was perceiving it as something bad. Everybody around me thought it was the coolest thing ever. Right. Yeah. And so where, where did it start to turn into where, where you really like to be in front of people? It's, it's the way it, it, it's what your passion turned into where you started sharing techniques because it, here's, here's the thing. If you're going to coach, mentor, and speak on topics, mm -hmm. you have to feel as though you're an expert of some yeah. level, or you've got inside trader knowledge of helping people through a situation that's going to better them after they hear you speak. Yeah. At what point? I mean, that, that, you know, it's funny. I always think, man, that speaker that's in front of us, they've got to feel that they're, they're, they've got their, their shit straight for them to be up yeah. there <laughs> thinking they're going to talk to a room of 500 people and they've got something important for everybody in that room. At what point did you in, in your career, your personal career and your journey get and gain that information that you kind of honed it into something that was a value add for what your career is today? Got it. Well, there's, there's a couple things. So I'm going to start um, in a couple different steps. So the, the first step was probably back in the mid to late nineties, I was working as a manager for a toy store. So KB toys. Oh my gosh. And I love KB I, yeah. toys. Yeah. So I was, I was a store manager and as a trainer of man, management. 
And we, we discovered that a lot of our employees didn't have like the, the store, the product, the sales knowledge. And like, how am I going to get to these people? Cause they won't let me right. have training meetings all the time. What should I do? So for people watching this, this is back when we actually had physical checks and they're getting paid weekly, no direct deposit, anything like that. So I go, oh, let me put together a newsletter for my employees and I'll attach it to their paycheck. I'm like, okay, it needs to have a fun thing to it because I, I like fun. So I go, oh, let's call it fresh from the kitchen because everybody enjoys something fresh from the kitchen. So that's one of the right. first times I used my name and they loved it. So some more years go by and I end up going to work at a college in leadership. And I'm doing leadership development with students and I'm working at the college, I'm training. And my students always start going around the conference and going kitchen, kitchen, kitchen and having fun with it. And everybody started going, what are you cooking up? What's cooking in the kitchen? And, you know, once again, it's just a joke. So I'm like, okay, I'm having some fun with it. But our college uh, president has this weekly, uh, monthly newsletter. And he always will write it. And sometimes he asks for volunteers to write it. So I had just turned in my notice that I was leaving the college to start my speaking career. And I still didn't really know what I was speaking on. I was working with another speaker. But he goes, in order for you to leave, you need to write, you know, this month's musing. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what am I going to call it? So I called it again, fresh from the kitchen. Well, at the end of it, he said he had never seen that type of response from the letter because I talked about how the college impacted my life and career and the lives that we touch as educators. And he goes, man, you should turn this into a book. So a few more years go by and yeah. I write my first book, which is Fresh from the Kitchen. So now, now I'm starting to have some fun with it. And I'm sitting down with a mentor and I gave her the book and she goes, okay. She's like, why aren't you taking more ownership in your name? I'm like, Oh, okay. So at this point, I'm speaking part-time, not really doing it full-time, trying to figure out different deals. And the case that really kicked it into full gear was about six years ago. It was January 18th, and it was a Thursday. And I got called in. I was working for this company, and I got called into a Panera Bread company. So kind of funny because Panera Bread company is a kitchen. And right. I get called in, and I think I'm going in. Everybody knows where this one's going. I think I'm going in for a uh, promotion. Or I'm asking to go, I'm about to go on a trip. And I'm like, hey, do you want me to go see all of our clients? And I get lunch bought for me. I sit down with my supervisor and this folder comes across the table with my lunch. And I open it up. He goes, yeah, this isn't working. We're going to part ways. But because we like you so much, tomorrow is going to be your last day, but the owners like you so you can stay another week. Now, I'm fired. The guy named Kitchen is fired in a kitchen. And it's... Here's where it gets worse. I'm making you have to laugh at it now. It is Father's. It's yeah. It's Father's Day weekend. Oh shit! So it's Father's Day weekend. I'm fired. Uh, we've got a two year old, and my wife is six and a half months pregnant. Oh no! Right. So oh, and it gets worse. It, it's it, it's getting real and real right, worse. It's getting real. <laughs> so right. Um, it's Father's Day weekend. We're going to my wife's parents' house. Oh no. Now I got to go to my wife's parents' house, sit down with my father-in-law and go, and hey, you know, he's going to say, is... so how's work going? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Guess what? How's work going? I got yeah. fired. Uh, you know, your third grandchild's on the way. Your wife, your daughter's not working. I'm not working. I want to be a professional speaker. That, yeah. That's how all this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, that, that was some crazy times. So that, that was six years ago. So at this point, um, I'd signed up for a speaker showcase that week because I'd been talking about taking this career to another level. And my wife's like, well, hey, take my father-in-law, take my, you know, my father-in-law, her father with me. And he's an old marketing guy, worked for the phone company. So he comes, he'd never seen me speak live before. And I do my speech, I'm just focused on him. And I'll be honest, I knocked it out the park. And at the end, he comes up to me, goes, man, this is what you're born to do. What can we do to help you? 
And at this point, we started to sit down and he started saying, hey, Frank, you know what? You know, you share recipes with people. You know, he, start, he, he got involved. He wanted to be right. around. And from that point was I shifted a branding to like, okay, let me really take ownership of my name, Kitchen. And as the year started to go on, and especially during COVID, I went full bore in. I had another mentor goes, hey, you're the chef. You cook things yeah. up. You teach people how to cook things up. You know, so as you said, am I a chef? Yeah, yeah now recipe mindset, for success. I mean, there's so many cool twists. Right. There's so many cool twists. So in this last year, especially for COVID, I'd say this last two years is where I just jumped in full bore and realized that people love the analogy and they can really, you know, hang on to it. So I'll tell, hey, what's that tasty result that you want? What's yep. your recipe? What are you cooking up? You know, what do you hunger for? You have to get hungry. You have to be honest with yourself. You, I was like, you have to share your recipe with others. You don't cook for yourself. I mean, and everything is flowed together. So it's programs I've been doing over 20 years of leadership development. But all I did was I just, you know, I kept the structure and I just rebranded by putting kitchen philosophies onto it. And I use my learning. So everything said from the past, my experiences working in cooking and food service and event planning, got to put that in, connected with new friends, put that in. So everything that I'm doing now is an amalgamation of everything I've been doing through my lifetime. Well, and I, I think when you really kind of break some of this down and we go all the way back to fresh from the kitchen in that newsletter that you attach to the paychecks. I think that right there is the moment. I mean, you might know more about your story than, than I know, but that moment where you realize that you needed an engagement tool to communicate with employees of KB Toys when you weren't around and they could take it home and digest it when they wanted to digest it, how they wanted to digest it, and did it in a unique way, that to me kind of sounds like everything that you decided to do yes. later. And everything that you're doing now is exactly the same concept, is that moment you owned it and tried to engage and connect differently. It was and because that one time then was me truly being myself. Like it was fun. Right. Like, I put, Authenticity I put, is yeah, huge. I put word scrambles in there. There's contests. So for the ladies who work for me, I'd go out and get their nails done. For the guys who want stuff, I'd get them food. I mean, that's how they're – so I got a chance to be me, and I wasn't so worried about what everybody else was thinking. Like my ultimate piece was what result do I want? I wanted to hit the sales goals. I want to have the best store, customer service, and sales. So I didn't care about what corporate thought. I didn't care about the other managers thought. I yep. didn't care. I said, okay, let's just make – something good. And as you said, that was, I like how you're saying it. That was the kickoff because I had grown up in this world where, as you said, people make fun of your name. Oh, you can't be like that. You can't start your own thing. You know, think about nineties really wasn't a big time to quote, be an entrepreneur or, you know, be into your own leadership. It was just go work for somebody else. Listen, do your job for 30 years, get your watch and you're done. We're now so, we're in this whole world where you can do that. So when, when you, when you kind of went through the whole virtual speaking, did did the other social platforms start to become more important, more valuable, and something that you really had to hone in on and be a little bit unique on each different platform, the, the way that they were allowing you to engage with people? Was that something that you said, okay, crash course time, I can't yeah. just be Frank Kitchen, you know, cooking yeah. things up and all the rest of it, because the social platforms we're going to be the way that you were going to get out in front of people and get them to yep. entrust you, get to know you, understand your personality to hire you to be a virtual speaker during those downtimes. Oh, definitely. I mean, so with each platform and you understand it's your business, man, 
is the fact of each platform has different clientele and yep. different clientele want to be communicated to differently. So if we talk about Facebook or Instagram, that's a lot of individuals. So most of the time I'm on there, I'll be talking about, hey, how, what are you doing? And I phrase it with questions. What are you doing? Here's a few steps to help you live the dream you hunger for. Here's a few recipes for you. But now I like to live on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where the decision makers are. So that one's going right. to be focused more on, hey, your business, your organization. Here's a couple of ideas or recipes for your business, your organization, your workforce. So yeah, you had to watch how you phrase it. So my pictures or videos may have been the same, but the lead-in or the way I marketed it would be a little bit different with how I wrote the, the, the text, the, the copy to draw people in. And to be honest, once again, I said the, the playing field was leveled once COVID hit. And there's a lot of people who just, you know, dug deep into a hole and became quiet. I had a great mentor. She's a Hall of Fame speaker. And she goes, hey, Frank, this is the time to be more vocal. Yeah. So I made it a point like, well, hey, I'm home. <laughs> I've got free time. I started putting out more content, putting out content daily. And the big piece was, you said, what have I done before? Okay, KB Toys, worst store in the company. We turned into the best store in the company. Going into a college working in leadership at 23 years old. Right. Oh, that's something. Let's do that. Getting fired on Father's Day. People are like, oh my God, COVID. I'm like, um, talking to your father-in-law on Father's Day when you're fired is a lot scarier than COVID. Right. So next thing you know, on these social media platforms, I'm on podcasts. I went on like a 15 podcast tour and started to get pieces out saying, hey, okay, everybody, here's how you break through your mental barriers. This is just another barrier for us right now. So are you going to mentally quit? Or are you going to push yourself to make something happen? And boom, it just, it just all came together as the right place at the right time. So what is the freshest thing coming from Kitchen uh, moving forward here after we've gone through this? Um, what, what are you up to? What's next for you? What are you, uh, what's, what's bouncing around in your head that you want to try, you know, that we can go out there and follow you and see what you're up to and support you and, and share the story and the journey. What's, what's next? What's up? Well, the first one is I challenge everybody is you talked about the freshest thing, but I have a methodology, a philosophy. I call it a recipe. I call it the, I live fresh recipe. So the idea is don't think about what you want to do. Don't talk about it live it. People remember you by how you live. So if you really want to motivate yourself or others, just go out there and live it. Don't talk about this podcast that you're going to do, Jeff. Right. You live it and be like, oh, maybe I want to start a podcast too. You inspire people right. that way. And when I broke it down, I realized the recipe has five parts and everybody can listen to this when you can write it down. If you have a speaker, an interview person say, write it down, it's important. But Fresh has five letters and the five letters are F-R-E-S-H. So the F is focus. During my whole career, I realized when I was more focused, knowing exactly what I wanted, boom, things happen. So be focused. Then you got to be resourceful. We're never going to have every resource that we want in our lives. So be resourceful. And the best way to be resourceful is to think about your network, the people around you. Right. All those connections I made over the years are the people who helped me find work. So be resourceful. After that, you got to get enthusiastic. Chase after the things that keep you awake at night in a good way, the things that you're always loving. This is the greatest time in history to go chase after something that you love because guess what? There's other people who either don't have the time the passion or knowledge to do it. So you can actually get compensated to do something right. that you love. So get excited about the work that you want to do. Uh, you got to stay strong mentally. We always want to quit and give up. So stay strong mentally. And then the final one is be honest. Be honest with yourself, not just the people around you, but you have to ask yourself, are you helping the process or hurting it? Are you right. asking for help? Have you done something like this before? Can you go back and use that recipe to live? So I want people, as you said, what am I up to? I'm on a mission to have everybody just to go out and live fresh. And we're doing this. And I also want them to post it on social media. When you're chasing after your dream, chasing after a passion or a purpose, don't keep it inside, share it. Because one is it's going to motivate you, but the other one is there's going to be other people who are watching 
and go, oh, wow, thank you so much. I thought about doing that, but I didn't have the courage or the confidence to do it until I saw right. you. So just don't, don't keep it internal. Sure. So as far as what I'm working on right now is I, I can't be everywhere at once. So I'm in the process of pretty much putting together online coursework where people can actually, if they can't come see me speak in person or they don't want to buy one of my books, those are on Amazon, they can actually get a recording where it's going to be a walkthrough of you know, my training sessions, my keynotes, where they can actually walk through and they can self-guide themselves. So those will be coming out here. Uh, got them aimed for December. So December 1st, go to frankkitchen.com. They should be on there, but we're gonna be teaching people. One is, you know, on mindset. So this whole live fresh recipe. So what are you doing to transform your big dream to reality? So I'll have that course. And then I've got people wanna get better at the art of public speaking. So that course will be there. It's called Spice Up Your Public Speaking. So add a little flavor to it. That's awesome. And then for people who wanna become a professional speaker, get paid for this to, to run their mouth. I've got Spice Up Your Speaking Business, which is a little bit of the art of speaking, but more, how do we get on these stages? How do we get on these podcasts? to be able to share your passion with the world. So that's what I'm working on right now, just uh, being able to share more because we only have so much time here on this rock. You know, I'll make sure that you know when I leave, I'm leaving that legacy with everybody else. Well, Frank, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the Fueling the Tank podcast and being a friend of mine through these years. And I, I've got to be honest with you, I've, I've seen a bunch of people speak. I've gone uh, because not only do, do I want to see how other people are doing it, but I love listening to other people's you know spin on things. I absolutely love and I am passionate about the way you bring it to market. It's so purposeful. It's thought out. It's innovative. It, it does have that fresh spin on, on what people would say. Well, I mean, though, you know, that's, I've, I've gone to a speaker that talked about, don't ever say I've gone to a speaker on that topic before. If you haven't seen Frank Kitchen do it, you've got to pay attention to this guy, go out, follow him and, and just listen to what he's saying. It's kind of like a, a song you like the, the music to, and then all of a sudden you listen to the lyrics and you're all in. Frank Kitchen is the lyrics of that song that makes you tap your foot. So pay attention to the, to what he's saying, because what he's saying is it's authentic. It's real. And it's worth the listen. It's worth the follow Frank kitchens. Thanks for being part of fueling the tank. Thanks for being somebody that I can personally reach out to. And that reaches out to me every once in a while. It just kind of makes my day. And, uh, you know, if, if everybody, uh, could just give a, a follow to this fueling the tank podcast, because I'm going to keep on bringing people just like Frank, uh, to the show give it a like, give it a share, give it a review, five stars, five stars, uh, but uh, subliminal, right? <laughs> so Frank, thanks. I really appreciate it, buddy. Hey, thank you so much, Jeff. And, and the big piece is you talked about people listening to you, listening to me. Yeah, we do want them to listen to you and me, but the big one is what they listen to. We also want them to go to apply it. So Please. everything that yeah. you're going to be sharing on your podcast, everything I share is don't just soak it in, make sure you go and apply it. So I had a mentor, we'll leave everybody with this one. He goes, Hey, you know what? He goes, knowledge isn't power. He's like the application of the knowledge is power. So whatever we get, don't just soak it up. Make sure that you're actually applying it or sharing it. Hey, recipes got to be cooked. So let's finish it up and eat that thing up. Let's gobble it down. Frank Kitchen, fueling the tank. I'm Jeff Peterson. And you know what I say? Peterson out. <laughs> <laughs>